Hi, and welcome back to Dating Funnies. Wow, what an interesting week, for sure. How is everyone doing out there? How are you doing? Now that we've got the mask mandate is being lifted, I guess, to where you don't have to wear it inside anymore. Certainly, you don't need to wear it outside. And hopefully, if you're in the Seattle area, you're enjoying all of our nice weather right now. So let me go over a few things. I've listened to a few TikTok videos, which I always find is comical, but I think they can relate to all of us. And then a meetup that I went to. And then I listened to one TikTok video this week. They have different names for different things now that I didn't realize were all there. I knew all about one of them, but not all of them. And then I saw another one regarding women's fantasies. Now, that I'd share that with you get your input on it. But hey, once again, I'm a lucky recipient of good old hate email. This time I'm plenty of fish. They didn't like my profile. So they took the time to tell me so. Wow. Kind of crazy. I did listen to a video this week where this lady talks about a bare minimum standard for guys. She's hoping that she's not asking for too much. But her bare minimum is that you don't get shit-faced on a first date and then leave her at the bar. <laughs> I can only imagine that happening to somebody. Has that ever happened to you? I don't think I've ever gotten shit-faced on a first date. I'm in sales, so I'm not nervous about meeting people anyway. But a lot of people are. There's a lot of people that are introverts and scared. Maybe they have a drink or two before they get there. I listened to Second Date Update on 92.5, Brooke. Uh, and it used to be Brooke Jubal, now it's Brooke and Jeffrey young Jeffrey and they get people that talk about some of their second dates and the one that I listened to last week was the guy kind of got hammered the night before so that he had that residual being shit-faced the next day come to find out he was baked while he was on the phone call with the lady it's okay to maybe have a little bit of a drink and I remember hearing a story once before on second date update that somebody got there early ordered some champagne and drank half the bottle before the date even got there. Me, I don't I don't sit at the table or at the bar and wait for someone. I wait in the front entry of the establishment and I'm not going to order anything or at a minimum just a glass of water until they get there. I just find it rude to order something to eat or to drink before the guest gets there. In fact, I heard one story at one of my meetups where she was going to meet the guy for lunch and when she got there on time the guy had already eaten half of his lunch i that just baffles me that people are that rude how about this i i want to talk about a meetup i went to and it's too funny this lady there's about 10 of us and we went to an upscale restaurant which is interesting because a lot of the people there did not like the fact that it was upscale even though they showed up they didn't like the price of the menu although the pricing had changed because they added the 20% already in to the menu price because the restaurant is now taking control of how much the staff's going to make since the staff is now making minimum wage here. But nonetheless, I just had to chuckle. But this one lady initially wouldn't sit next to me or other men that finally she agreed to. And we got to talking about different things and she got to talking about the, the guy uh, where she met me at at a previous meetup meeting and then she started telling me about how she was 42 then along the conversation she was 
43, and then she was 45, 47, yet her mom says she's 48. So I looked at her and I said, oh, so I guess what you're really telling me is that you're actually 52. And we both started laughing. But what was interesting is that then she touched me. She touched me on my leg, laughing, throwing her hair back. So we talked some more about dating in general. She'd been married for a long time, and her ex-husband said he wanted children. She wanted children. And then one day he said, no, I don't want children at all. So she said, well, I want children. So they divorced. Now she's dating guys that are in their mid-30s. And, of course, they all want kids. She doesn't want to have any kids. So she's got this big disconnect going on. But through our conversation, she kept, you know, she'd laugh at certain things. And, you know, I'm not much of a big hiker. I could hike. Maybe I should start hiking more. But she's a big hiker. She doesn't play golf. But when I told her I ski, then, of course, she chimed in. Well, I ski, too. Now, I'm not really all that interested in this lady, but, but I played it out nonetheless. We chatted. I kind of faced her more body language like we talked about before. Whenever she'd laugh at something I said, and she'd say, wow, you sure are funny. She'd touch me again in my cross leg. She'd touch my foot or she'd touch my arm, touch my legs. Start playing with her hair, rubbing her neck, you know, playing with her ears. Well, those are all signs that she's, she's interested. But the funny thing is, I'm not interested, but you know, it's okay to be cordial and friendly and fun. But she was talking during this whole thing about how she's dated guys and she won't tell someone where she lives, even the city she lives in, until she's dated them for like six months. And she won't invite them to their house, her house, until they've been dating for at least a year or more. And come to find out, you know, she's been stalked apparently a couple of times, so she's wigged out about stalking. I get it. I mean, that can happen for sure. I thought they made Facebook for that to make stalking legal where you can get on Facebook and look at people's profiles. But it was too funny because at the end of our conversation, she says, so where do you live? <laughs> and I said, well, I live in Redmond. And she says, well, I live out in Redmond too. It's really Redmond? I thought you said you lived in Seattle. Started chuckling and she kind of thumped me again and uh, touched me again laughing and giggling. She goes, yeah, no, I live in Redmond. So I thought that was interesting how the walls came down a little bit on the whole thing. But then she showed me a picture of her ex-husband, and I commented, wow, he's a good-looking guy. You guys good-looking couple? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then she started sharing me how she's got friends that are her age or older, and she showed me pictures of them. And she's like, yeah, you, you know, these old women, when they get older, they complain about not being able to find someone to date, or they, they can't understand why I'm dating younger and they can't. And she says, so what do you think? And I said, well, they're not the same as you. She goes, no, I know. I'm fit. I'm very fit. My friends and most of the women I know in that age grouping, they don't take care of themselves. They let themselves go. They don't take care of their hair. They don't care of their dress, their style. And they wonder why they can't attract what they think they want to attract. And I said, well, yeah, that's part of the challenge because I try to take care of myself. And granted, I could lose an extra 10 pounds. I dress very nice. Not off the top, you know, top shelf, but I dress nice and people can see that I put in some effort into looking nice like I did when we went to the restaurant. I wore a very nice casual shirt, very nice jeans, very nice shoes to present myself. You never know who you're going to run into. So it's kind of kind of interesting in that dialogue listening from a woman's perspective what she thinks of the women that she's competing against. And she kind of gave me a backhanded compliment, which I'll take. I'll take any compliment I can get. 
She says, you know, I can see that the kind of women that you would be best suited for would be like the Kim Bassingers, the Madonnas, Glenn Close, Sharon Stone, Michelle Pfeiffer. I can see you with those type of women. You know, I can see myself with those type of women too. You know, we all have a type and a style. And my ex-wife, past girlfriends, they've all been about 5'6", 5'7", 5'8", 130, 140 pounds. It's just a kind of a high weight proportionate. Maybe a little slender, a few extra pounds, but you know, my style is I don't go to really thin, thin people and I don't go to really big, big people. But, you know, I'll still meet people and interact with them, be friends and friendly. But so I thought that was interesting and it was too funny when we left. She went up to get her free parking tab and I just walked up behind her and said, hey, it's nice to meet you, have a great week. And I walked away and I could tell she was shocked. She thought for sure I was going to try to walk her down to her car, talk some more. And my style is, like I told her in our conversation, I'm just here to meet and have fun. I'm not interested in dating anyone. Could that be a ploy to get people to pay attention to me, to meet me? I don't know, but I'm tired of trying to chase someone a little bit only to be told, no, you're not the one, and blah, 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 and all, all the excuses that come with it. So it's like, you know, I'm just going to go out and do stuff, meet people, hopefully I'll find someone that should be part of my tribe. So like I belong to this activities group, happens to be with older people, and I sat there last Tuesday after a round of golf, sitting there with about 12 people, half of them women, half of them men, and it dawned on me talking to them and how they were, I thought, you know, this is not my tribe. These are not the people that are going to help me elevate myself and, and elevate the way I should look at the world, look at dating and things like that. But I'll continue to show up every week to go golf with them because I like to play golf and I won't play by myself. But they're not my tribe. They're not the kind of people I would associate with. So I'm trying to work through that as well in terms of the reason why I'm going to these meetups. Now I'm going to start going to some of these hiking groups that I've joined on Facebook because I want to be around people that will compliment me and my style. And although they may have a different opinion, I'm okay with that. I'm always willing to listen to others' opinion. I may not agree, but I'm not going to be rude about it and get in their face about it. And I hope they wouldn't do that to me either. So one of the things I couple of things I listened to this week, and I don't know if you folks have heard this or not, so I'm going to share these new dating things that we are running into, and we all know what ghosting is, right? That's where we're dating or talking to somebody, and then, boosh, they vanish. We've all experienced that. Sometimes it's right out of the gate, so you don't have much time and energy invested in it, but according to this little video, uh, these psychiatrists, psychologists out there have actually said that this is a form of emotional abuse. Like I said, if you got no time, energy, and effort in it, now it's such standard that you just expect it. It's kind of like I've got a couple of ladies, the women that have reached out to me on OkCupid, and they want to meet for coffee. Great, let's pick a day, time, and place, and let's go have coffee. I haven't heard from them in a week. So I'm not really interested in pursuing that too hard because I can't trust to know that they're really interested. They haven't really dropped the handkerchief again, as I referred to. I mean, if you're going to send a, have some email conversation and you're interested in someone want to meet for coffee, then why wouldn't you take the appropriate steps and say, hey, let's meet next week? Or two weeks from now. So it's that's a form of ghosting. I don't know if you've heard this term. It's called haunting. Where someone that's ghosted you 
but yet they still occasionally like your pictures or videos or react to your comments on Twitter or Instagram or maybe even on Facebook if you kind of know them on Facebook. How about benching or icing? That's where they don't have time for you. They're willing to see you on occasion. You're on the roster, but you're not a starter. That's how people are benching you. Yeah, men get that more than anything. Keep us in the bullpen until something happens to the woman. Then all of a sudden she brings you in until she thinks she finds somebody else better. How about submarining? I haven't even heard these terms before. I guess that's someone that ghosts you. And then out of the blue, does this pop, pop back up? And they're back in your life, interacting with you. How about orbiting? They've ghosted you, but you're connected on social media. And they sit there and watch all your stuff on social media. If there's a way to, to, to follow that. On breadcrumbing, they give you just enough every now and then to keep you interested but they're not serious about you and they're not really interested in you they're just kind of keeping the breadcrumbs out of there maybe eventually they'll let you be on the roster and you know you just sit on the bench until it's your turn i don't have time for that you get a breadcrumb either you're interested or you're not and i think that's what's going on with those other ladies for coffee they're meeting other people and kind of uh, keeping breadcrumbing me a little bit until they can decide if i should be on the roster and then decide if i should be benched or you know be a starter how about zombie-ing or zombie somebody. They come back from the dead. Someone you've interacted with months ago and all of a sudden they pop up again. And they say they're a different person, but they're not. They're the same person, just packaged up differently. How about love bombing? Have you guys heard about that? Where they come out of nowhere, they text you, email you, phone call you with lots of compliments. They make you feel special, but it goes nowhere. Yeah, I've been down that path a few times. So it's not like I'm on guard, but I'm paying more attention now than I was when I was in my 40s, my 50s. What do you guys think? Have you guys heard of all this stuff? It's crazy. I can't even keep up with it. But that all sure sounds like stuff I've run into on more than one occasion. On another video I listened to, somebody posted a deal. I'd like to get your input on this too. called The Seven Women Fantasies from a book that they read called Tell Me What You Want. So I'm going to list these seven here, and I'd love to get some feedback from anyone and everyone on this to see if it's true or not. And I've got another one that I'll ask you about as well. It says, The Seven Fantasies. One, sex with more than one person at the same time. I think that's a fantasy for men and women. Power, control, or rough sex. You know, I don't know whether you like the book or not, but I remember when that one book came out called Fifty Shades of Grey, and it just flew off the shelves. I ended up buying the whole series just to read up on it, think, wow, women are interested in it. I better read about it because I'm a single man. I need to be aware of it. Now, I get it. A lot of people said that the book was trash. Okay, from your perspective, what I thought was interesting about the book was that he had his shades of grey, she had hers, his relationship with his mom and, and the adopted parents and her relationship with her mom and stepdads and stuff. So they all came with a past. And they, he wanted a certain kind of relationship, but it couldn't happen without her permission. So they were setting boundaries, having an open line of communication. And then, if you haven't read the book, they built this relationship that ebbed and flowed, bended and molded, that ended up being a relationship that worked for them. And they ended up being more of a a typical vanilla couple that ended up having kids. And I think that's all relationships. We meet somebody, we're older, they come from a past, we come from a past, we compromise in certain things, we bend, we mold, and the only way we can do that is an open line of communication. 
respecting understand each other's boundaries and if you don't do that then it's a form of abuse whether it's physical abuse or emotional abuse so communication but what happens typically is we get in these relationships and we just make the assumptions well he really loved me or she really loved me they would just know no let's have some dialogue and not attack people verbally don't accuse people of things that really aren't true that there's things running around in your head so interesting about the rough sex thing then they've got something new a novelty some variety to change things up yeah i get it missionary could be boring if you're doing it all the time and you have sex on tuesday you have sex on thursday and you don't have sex the rest of the week and every tuesday every thursday at 7 p.m you're going to have regular sex that might work for a lot of people and maybe when you're older and you're 60s and above you don't want sex at all maybe you just want to sit around and read a good book i guess that's possible too how about something taboo or forbidden kind of juice up the expectations what could that be you know toys you know the way you talk to one another whatever that is then they got sharing your partner now this isn't infidelity in fact they go on to say it's more of a sharing your partner a non-monogamous relationship where you're giving your partner permission to to date and be sexual with another person man men and women passion romance what is all that well, that goes back to what we chatted about before, is, you know, the five love languages. What well, one person thinks is passion and romance, the other person isn't. I know I'm beginning to sound like a dating coach, and I was accused of that the other night, but I'm not a dating coach. I'm just kind of sharing stories as I hear them until I have more of my stupid stories and funny stories of things that happened to me. And then the last one, changing gender roles, being flexible enough to do what they call switching roles. And, you know, one night you're submissive to your partner, the next night they're submissive to you. Just another way of two people trying to interact and have fun in intimate ways. You can also do that in non-intimate ways, to where the, the woman or the wife sets up the date, creates the date night, pays for the date. The next time he sets it up, they pay for the date. You know, there's kind of ebb and flow on that. And at a minimum, you know, if you're in a serious relationship, married, you know, having once a week, if time permits, or twice a month, set up a date night where you're going to dress up for one another, look good for one another, go out on a date. Now things are opening up, and even if they are, you can go walk around the lake, walk at the park, find new ways to create the, the, the passion of romance. The other thing I saw that I thought was interesting, a couple of women I saw, a couple of videos they talked about, how important it is to have their hair pulled while they're having sex. Do women like their hair pulled when they're having sex? Do they like it pulled gently? Do they like it pulled hard? Do they like to have their head pulled back? And then you nibble on their neck. I guess it goes back to what we just talked about, the passion, the romance. Maybe that's taboo for somebody. Maybe that's rough sex. What do you guys think of all this? I just bring it up because it's just... It's interesting and be interesting conversation to have with other people to say, because I think as the older we get, at some point along the way when we're dating someone, this kind of stuff has to come out and you have to discuss it. Because if all you like is missionary sex and this new person in your life likes doggy sex, how is that going to work out? 
one of you is going to be frustrated or both of you are because you're not getting what you hoped you would get. So how do we maneuver through that? I'm still curious to how we're going to maneuver forward with the vaccine. I mean, do I wear the Star David on my sleeve that says, instead of D, uh, D uh, Star David, it says a capital V for vaccinated? And then therefore people know that I'm safe to interact with and have sex with? I don't know. I'm kind of, this whole dating thing has kind of raised its ugly head in a lot of different ways. And I'm not saying it's not a valid question. How do you maneuver through it when you're trying to date? And, you know, for me, I'm getting sick and tired of people sending me hate emails. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. And it's coming for, from women that are 60 and older. It's just nuts. If you don't like my profile, then move on to the next profile. Holy cow. You know, I, I, I used to respond to those now I don't. I just ignore them. I ain't got time for this. Don't do that to me. So going forward, I'm going back to my golf thing next week. I'm on plenty of fish. Okay, Cupid, Zeus. I got match again. They gave me a $10 a month deal. I thought, what the heck? I'll do $10 a month. That's cheap entertainment. I can look at pictures. I'll like people, but I'm not going to go out of my way to, to email people. And what is interesting, I've got the same profile, the same pictures, the same dating search parameters on Match and on Zeus. I get zero interest, zero interest on likes or emails on Match. On Zeus, I get a couple a week. Well, that's two more than I get from Match. I wasn't even going to renew Match, but I thought, oh, for $10 a month, what the heck? It's like anything in sales. you got to prospect, prospect, prospect. And that's kind of how I look at going to these meetups, but I can only go to so many wine tasting events, so many happy hours. So I'm going to get back out there and I'll start doing the hiking stuff and golf. And I, I know how to sail, so maybe I'll join a sailing group again. I'm a pilot. I can fly small airplanes, so maybe I'll go find a meetup flying group. I own a Harley, so maybe I'll start riding Harleys again with the find a Harley group. I'm going to I'm going to interact with people now that people are starting to get back out and enjoy the nice weather. What are you doing to get out of your home, get out of your comfort level, and go out and try to meet people? Are you, are, are you joining meetups? Are you joining the chambers? Are you joining great adventures? Are you joining In the Loop, where these people set up the schedule of events that you could go do with other people? I know years ago I was in In the Loop, and I liked it because they set my calendar up for me every month, and I go in there and pick and choose what events I want to go to. So I got to do whitewater rafting, zip lining. I got to go skiing up in Whistler, like volleyball, kickball, football, softball, volleyball, all these different events throughout the summer and the winter that I didn't have to think. Just had to look at the calendar and say, okay, sign me up. And 90% of the events are free. It's when you go to a happy hour or a wine tasting, you certainly got to pay for the wine and any other beverage that you have. But it's a great place to just interact with other people and hopefully meet someone that's kind of in your tribe that you feel good about and you feel comfortable with and you look forward to seeing them again at a future event. So you guys got some homework. Send me an email or two. Let me know about what are you going to do to get out of your comfort level to go meet people. Maybe it'd be something I may want to go do like to know what your thoughts are on the women fantasies. Is that true? How do you feel about all these dating acronyms? Ghosting, haunting, 
benching, submarining, orbiting, breadcrumbing, zombie, love bombing, and what else? The hair pulling. I'd love to hear about that. What are all your thoughts and all that? Even men, do you like your hair pulled when you're having sex? Do you like the woman to pull your hair? I'm always curious to know what's new and exciting. Well, with any luck, hopefully I'll get a a couple of these coffee wine dates next week that women that said they're interested, whether they are or aren't, time will tell. I'm not going to chase them. I've already sent them emails and look, I'm, I'm ready. Let's go meet for a cup of coffee. We'll grab it, walk around the lake, walk along the park. Let's just go meet and get to know one another. I've already let them know that I'm open to it. So now it's up to them. And if they don't respond, I'm not going to send them another email trying to convince them to come meet me because that's ridiculous. Thanks again for listening. For your new listeners, my email address, datingfunnies, D-A-T-I-N-G-F-U-N-N-I-E-S at gmail.com. Again, I thank each and every person here, wherever you hear my podcast. Thanks for listening. We're growing the audience, which is, I think is fantastic. And I can't believe that many people are listening to what I have to say about dating. It's too funny. I'm hoping my stories resonate with you, make you scratch your head about situations you've run into, how maybe you can change the outcomes of what you're trying to do, because that's what I'm trying to do each and every day and every week. I am ever so grateful that we're finally coming out of the shell of the pandemic and getting back out and about and at least socializing best we can. Even if it, if, if, if you're still doing six feet distance, that's fine. At least you're out interacting. If you're still wearing a mask, that's fine. At least you're out there doing what we do best, and that's socializing. And that's very good for all of our well-beings. I know for me, I'm tired of getting up, going to work, going home, getting up, going to work, going home. You know, I almost have become a recluse, and that's not healthy for me, and I can't imagine it be healthy for anyone else. Again, thanks for listening. You guys have a great week, and who knows what will happen next week. I always People always ask me, so good morning, good afternoon, how are you? And I always respond the same way. You know, it's just too early to tell. And they all laugh, and they say, really? It's noon. It's 4 p.m. And my response to them is, hey, it's still too early to tell because anything can still happen. And that's kind of how I look at things. Anything could still happen. I go golf and meet different people. I go to a meetup meeting and meet different people, whether it's in the afternoon or the evening. Anything can happen. No telling who you might run into that might change things. I'll leave it with this. So this last meetup I went to, a younger gentleman, early 40s, He's sitting there and he looks at me. We get to talking and the group's sitting around there and he says, I know you. Really, where do you know me from? You coached me in Little League when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. Too funny. Anything can happen. It's kind of nice to relive that and listen to his stories. Of course, I sat there and said, well, I don't know, years later now, was that a good thing or was that a bad thing? And We both kind of laughed. He said, no, it was a good thing. But you see what I'm saying? If you get out and about meet people, it's amazing what's going to pop up. So, yeah, it's still too early to tell. Even here in dating, who knows what might show up. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate it.